Uh, jamming on the one. Haven't haven't got that one in. Keep it on the one. Yeah. Sure. I mean, doing it like that. I keep that in the front of my mind. Looking for the one. When you when I play certain musics, you have to keep it on the one. Yeah. You get lost. Yup. Bootsy. So. <laughs> what? No. I've been reading that Sly book. Oh, yeah. And then, so, it was Larry Graham. It was other people. Yeah. And so I was heading myself off. I was like, don't go down that path. You'll talk all alpha for an <laughs> I hour. Say I could. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I didn't. So I just gave myself a home. Cool. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. We were going to continue, and we kept failing again now to say, like, this is, yeah. um, <laughs> we do idioms. We etymology oh, yeah. of words, phrases. Crazy words and phrases. Yeah, clauses. Yeah, with the whole nine yards podcast, yeah. We're not as number hey, <laughs> sayings. Yeah, sayings. Yeah. Man, I'll tell you what. All right. I have a simple one, but it has a freakish amount of history and a, and a decent amount of confusion and misinformation. Sweet. Our favorite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if we can't help spread misinformation, what are we doing? Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think some people have that down pretty well. Yeah. We could take a break, but I'm I'm just trying to, I'm trying to sift through the misinformation myself. I see. And to that end, I have one. Yeah. Teetotaler. 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 Nice. And until I watched the Ken Burns Prohibition documentary, yeah, I was like many people, as I've discovered in the research. For one thing, to walk. I guess a funny kind of walk is a toddle. Toddle. Yeah. And then I, I just thought this was, I have a cup of tea and you're holding that little saucer under it, you mm-hmm. know? And you and have to walk. toddling. Yeah, you have to walk specials because you got the saucer. Yeah. Sure. You got the <laughs> finger up with the teacup. You got to walk a special. I get it. For the majority of my life, if yeah. you had asked me what a teetotaler was, I'd say, I get it that it's the person doesn't drink alcohol and they chose tea. Yeah. And they, for some reason, walk funny. And then for some reason, they walk funny. <laughs> yeah. They're too stuffy. I don't know. Yeah. They toddle away <laughs> they from toddle. you, drinker people. <laughs> I must toddle away from you. Yeah. With my tea. So that's that's what I thought. But teetotaler yeah. is someone who uh, abstains from alcohol. Yeah, and it's a phrase that you would see on a Wikipedia page right today about a person who doesn't drink. They would call them a, a teetotaler, right? That's right, yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's not because they walk funny and drink <laughs> tea. <laughs> Aww. Yeah. Darn it. But let me tell you what it is. All right. What it is. What it is. So, so <laughs> there's a president who was our president in the you know, later 1800s. Yeah. And his name, you could associate maybe with purple. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's Hayes. Yeah. But you, I, I'm not going to pretend like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You said it. We I, had, it was error. It was an error. I found out by that way. Um, you're so honest. I can't. So, I mean, uh, hey, acting is acting. I know. <laughs> so. It's true. It's not a lie. No. It's just a... Yeah, yeah you're right. So Rutherford B. Hayes... Rutherford hit, B. Hayes, yeah. Rutherford, Rutherford. Uh, his wife, Lucy... And, and, you know, Lucy seems like a, a fun gal name. Lucifer B. Hayes. But she, yeah, she was uh, not having it. She wasn't fun. And so what she she was a teetotaler. Okay. And she wouldn't serve liquor at the White House. I'm like, I come. the president invites me over 
I want a damn brandy or something yeah, no, in no, the Oval no, Office. Yeah, no snifters by the fire. Yeah. And then Henry Ford, who we know walked a fine line uh, between having some, some great ideas and some great thoughts about things and then some crazy, crazy <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> he also, maybe he needed a drink. Yeah. He was Henry. a teetotaler. Yeah. Uh, to name just a couple. No, it's a, it's a, you know, a thing that the people are, which is cool. I'm not saying that. No, I know. Although, you know, I'm, I, I'm reticent to date a gal who's a teetotaler because I'm not that funny. I need you to like. <laughs> I need to be a little loose. Yeah, I need you to loosen up for think, me so that. I think he said something funny. Yeah, I yeah. become funnier. I get you. Yeah. And more attractive. Sure, it's like, hey, all right. The Prohibition documentary while it was enlightening and, and enjoyable, like all of his sure. things are long. Yeah. And I, I nodded off here and there, so I don't know what I missed, but... Bunch of pictures. Yeah. Pan and scanning yeah. on by. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they did. And while they were pan and scanning... Yes. There, there were uh, some talk about the teetotalers, and in... I came away from that thinking, oh, uh, American Prohibition is, is where the teetotaling movement started. Mm, mm-hmm. Okay, sure. In that also was uh, the first Alcoholics Anonymous uh, group was founded in 1935 in Akron, Ohio, really? of all places. Wow. Which really had to smell like rubber back then, right? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But that's where it started, and that's when it started, right there in the heart of uh, the night owl calling. <laughs> Akron, Ohio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's just a little fun fact. Yeah. yeah. On the huh. side, what yeah. you're working with. Nice. Uh, but it's relevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll come to see that the term teetotaler has been around for a lot longer than that. Mm-hmm. So uh, the American prohibition movement did not really spark uh, that. Spark that. No. no. Yeah. But there was a claim as people do, and I want to point out some of these odd claims as we go along. One was that the Brits had started total abstinence movement and that mm-hmm. Americans got that, they, you know, received that charter yeah. and added to it the teetotal abstinence movement, which is a lie. <laughs> but well, we're going to add a T to this. That's what, back in the days when there were barely any telephones and, and a trip across the ocean was like unimaginable for most people. Yeah. So, I mean, if you were going to lie and the only person that knew the truth was across the ocean. <laughs> There's no harm there. You felt like you could get away with it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. No one's going no to find out. Yeah. That nosy Ben Franklin going back and forth. It around, made it into gonna, a book as did on. other things. Yeah. Yeah. As did so many things. Yeah. But another one uh, that, you know, I I regret having to read this. I even drew (laughs) next to the note on my page. um, A sad face. Well, you know how the the eye roll emoji guy (laughs) drew him. But... um, Nice. uh, An English temperaments advocate who wanted to add emphasis to the notion of total abstinence during his testimony at a meeting in 1833, 1833. In this account, an advocate who testified 
had a speech impediment, they say. <laughs> and he stuttered while saying total. And came out teetotal. <laughs> that's that's the right one, isn't it? Yeah. That's good. <laughs> like, come on, people. No, that's great. Perfect. <clears throat> you know, but I feel like I, I, I have accept to bring, it. I have to talk about these things. I accept that one as the truth. <laughs> the one and only true answer. <laughs> but, yeah, I'll get back to you. Okay. So, 1840... Yeah, in uh, in Baltimore, and and you know, I just uh, I just rewatched the wire. About the wire, right? Yeah, <laughs> and uh, man, so but Baltimore, eighteen forty, different. There were temperance groups active then. Well, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, life is hard, <laughs> and if if you give us something to make things seem like it's easier. That seems like a pretty good idea. It seems quite okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I'm no stranger to a bottle of wine no. or, or bourbon. Sure. No stranger at all. I mean, it's nice to take the edge off. Yeah. But you know, there was a day when there were just no rules, I think. I think you know, there was just no guidelines. So people would just, man, and life was harder yet. You didn't have uh, modern luxuries. You were only paid like two shillings for a week or something. No. Nope. So squatty potties, nothing, nothing. Oh yeah, definitely no squatty potty. So I mean, if you go get a beer, and you see, like, even at my favorite tavern in the world right now, uh, maybe I'll find some in Europe eventually that I love, McSorley's in New York. Oh yeah, and many others. They just had a trough where you peed in at the bar. Such a such a delight, and it went out to the street. Yeah, you just peed. Yeah. At the bar. You didn't have to leave your spot. I mean, what a time. To pee. Yes. That's what I'm saying. We've, we've come a long way as society, but we've given up so much. Man. I remember going to one of the bars over in our local uh, south side that had the trough in the floor at the bar. I was like, what is that? And you were you said, like, that's one with the, the mill workers. I'm like, that's amazing. We're really off topic. I understand that. But there are several ways that I do love to be dehumanized. And one of them is that, is peeing in a trough in like an arena. That's the best. Like, that's the best feeling. You walk up to a trough and you just shoulder to shoulder. It's amazing. I'm sorry. It's such an amazing experience. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, it puts you in uh, perspective. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but anyhow. Anyway. We're back to Baltimore <laughs> in 1840. All right, great. And and these folks had decided, man, we've got to get our act together. <laughs> we can't be. <laughs> <laughs> so they form a group. There were six guys. They started the Washingtonians. Okay. Washingtonians. All right. Just like the AA, you know. I mean, you know, in, in some ways, I guess you know. It, uh, maybe the AA doesn't focus as much on a religious aspect, but you know, it's the same as anything else. You, you, if it's really hard to give something up, you need something else to, to take up, <laughs> yeah, you know, just yeah. hopefully it's less bad, you know? Yeah. Um, and a lot of people I met really started drinking a lot of coffee and, or, or you know, they just took coffee. Some those. other, right. Like yeah. you said. Yeah. 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 Sure. So they started from six people and grew to, uh, 600,000 over time. Wow. And they had a, they had a separate group for women called the Marthas because of Washington, you know what I mean? Oh, I see. Yeah. Nice. And I mean, nobody was drinking. Just let the women in too. Nothing's going to happen. Yeah. They didn't. 
but uh, they didn't. <laughs> a separate movement. So yeah, what did I say? 1840 with the Washington. The Washingtons, the Marthas. Concurrently. At the same time. Across the pond, as we like to say, which is really corny. I don't yeah. know why we say it. It's funny. This guy's come up before. I know it. Is it Pliny? No. 1838, a Roman Catholic priest named Theobald Matthew. Doesn't yeah. that sound familiar? Yeah, Theobald for sure. Yeah, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, I, hope, I don't think we get that that often. You don't get a lot of I mean, who knows? <laughs> you know, maybe. You think he had hair? Yeah. He founded this abstinent society. I found it funny that it was in Cork, Ireland. Cork. Anyway. Yeah. Theobald got active with that about 1838. So yeah. it's just right there it's with right the Washingtonians. Same. Yeah. You have the same idea at the same time. A surge in need at the same time. <laughs> Correlation. So <laughs> this was something that was always going on and in multiple places. And some people like to attribute uh, to why we call this teetotaling mm-hmm. to a fellow named Dickie Turner. <laughs> and uh, there was the seven men of Preston, the Preston Temperance Advocate, was a monthly magazine uh, put out by the Preston Temperance Movement. Sure. You got to have a magazine. Self-published, yeah. For your people. Yeah. Trade journals are important. And a fellow, Peter Byrne, was was uh, part of uh, one of those meetings back then when this, when this guy, Dickie Turner, uh, made a little speech, and they claim began all of it. Dickie and Peter. Yeah. Now, Dickie Turner, remember Hawk? So he was a hawker of of shellfish and other things. Sure. And he'd walk down the streets hawking them. Hawking his wares. And he he got the nickname. (laughs) Oh, yes. Give it to me. Of Cockle Dick. <laughs> Cockle Dick. <laughs> it was Dickie Turner's name. I'm sorry, people. We're children. Yes. And uh, I, I'm, I'm good with it. I accept yeah, myself. No, I, yeah, you gotta accept and love yourself. For I who know you. who I am. Yeah, you're doing the best you can. And, and Cockle Dick knew himself, too, and he took himself to the Preston Temperance Society like, yeah, for help. I need some help here. Yeah. And at one of these meetings, he proclaimed a short but profound speech that stuck with people and went down and shouted it out. (laughs) He said, because they were trying to change the system. Mm -hmm. Good luck, Dickie. Yeah, Dickie didn't want it. He says, uh, I'll have naught to do with this modernization, botherization pledge. I'll be reet down teetotal forever and ever. And that was it. Dickie Turner. Yeah. The father of teetotaling. Right. But I got to tell you, 1810, which is well before yeah, Dickie Turner's several, speech. Several decades. Yeah. The Cheshire, Cheshire, ooh, Chester Chronicle. Oh, yeah. It's like our, like our British friend was trying to tell us. Cheshire. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, that's weird. Uh, 1810 published a story recounting an excursion during which a certain Mr. Plain said he differed teetotally from the attorney in his last assertion. Yeah. And in 1833, same year of Cockle Dick's speech, (laughs) 
in the Dublin Observer, Irish composer and painter and author. Man, the guy was a Renaissance dude. Samuel Lover. Oh, man, dude. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, he's all those things and is, wow. Um, you're a good salmon for that same, says he. <laughs> man. <laughs> okay, screw this quote. But in the end, he says teetotally on account of the war. Teetotally on account of the war is in his little talk. Okay. Yeah. It implies a different phrase. Well, right? it implies that people were saying teetotal right. had nothing to do with temperance right. or abstinence. Right, right, right. It merely was a fun thing people like to say to emphasize total, total. in a more... yeah emphatic way like saying capital t total yes yeah it's exactly like that yeah 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 and these documents show that it was trending and popular <laughs> yeah right about that time but 1827 1827 reverend joel jewel man your parents didn't like you reverend joel jewel Oh, you, I thought you were. <laughs> That's hard to say. <laughs> yeah, I thought you, you weren't sure what the name was, but that's he, his name. Okay, I see. And Joel if he doesn't Joel. speak like with great articulation and enunciation, everyone's going to ask him twice or three times. So, yeah, he's dead now. That problem's over. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't worry about that anymore. So, man, 1827, they had an abstinence movement and pledge for their members to sign their pledge though was um what's the best way to to say it i mm. guess realistic mm. for for masses mm -hmm. although i get that in in real actual use probably ineffective but at the time they thought well we'll get more people and here's how, what they did you pledged total abstinence for staying off of hard liquor mm -hmm. but you could still have the ferments the wine and the beer. The ferments. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> but you pledged teetotal. Nothing distilled. Okay. Teetotal was the whole canary, no mm. alcohol at all. Oh. But then uh, there was about five different times I, I read in the course of things, except, except as prescribed by a doctor. No, sure. I mean, they, they can prescribe you cocaine and things. That's fine. Yeah. It's a doctor. The doctor. Follow his orders. And that's, you had all those medicine men with those bottles that were, you know, it's going to fix your kidney, but really it was a bottle of alcohol, but it, you were allowed to drink and it morphine. because it said RX on it. Yeah, it was from the doctor. Yeah. He told me to drink this bottle of morphine. So it was really at the Reverend Joel Jules who put the two together. He put... The trend of saying teetotal. Capital T, total. With an idea that yeah. it was total abstinence total in the highest abstinence. level. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Huh. I had to dig. No. <laughs> this is an average everyday book. It's not a very weird or exciting word, phrase, idiom, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But it, 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 has, a, it has a full... And colorful history. Yeah. You just got to look for it. I mean, I did assume when I was younger that it was spelled, like you said, cup of tea, T-E-A. Yeah. Sure, for sure. I mean, because it, it's, I'm going to quit drinking alcohol. I'm right. just I just drink tea. I'm a, I just drink this. Yeah. Yeah. That would make my stomach nauseated. Oh, uh, yeah. I can't do black teas. That is so capital T, total 
I promise. Man, that's cool. I like that one. Take it. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Nice. I hope Rebecca likes it too. Whole Nine Yards is sponsored by Big Science Music. Big Science Music is a can and one show award winning original music and sound boutique, providing scoring, sound design, radio, podcast, and audio post production services for the advertising, film, and video industries. Big Science Music also offers ADR, casting, and project management. Big Science Music's reels, full capabilities, and more can be found at bigsciencemusic.com. That's bigsciencemusic.com. All right, then. I do. We do have to look back for through listener mails, for sure. This yeah. was one that just I came out of my mouth the other day. And I add it to the list instantly. And that is up the wazoo. Oh. Or out the wazoo. Yeah. Just the wazoo in general. Yeah, in general. The wazoo. It's a word. Wazoo. I, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Maybe there's something there. So the OED 2002 usage, the Glasgow Sunday Herald. Every band of half-wits that sails out of the new Musical Express's wazoo is immediately hailed as next in line for the Beatles' throne. (laughs) (laughs) Sails out the new Musical Express's wazoo. New Musical Express. They they said NME in the quote, but I'm telling everyone. It was a publication, right? It's a website publication, yeah, all of that. Yeah. A, A popular... Pop culture's place to go and visit. Uh, that's the OED, a, t- a 2002 quote. I-, I looked at the, I looked at also the Urban Dictionary, which is fun to look at, and it it defines the wazoo is a domain, a theoretical place in which all human beings reside. Your position relative to the wazoo has a strong correlation to the number of hair follicles on one's head. For example, out the wazoo is equivalent to zero hair follicles. It's meaning you are bald. I don't know. I like that the wazoo was a theoretical place in which all human beings reside. That was was beautiful. Some people are comprised of all wazoo. It's all wazoo. That's all we are. And when we choose to no longer be wazoo, we become something else. But yeah, what, what is a wazoo? Um, I thought, I thought it was a butt. The OED defines wazoo as the buttocks. The anus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, that's what it, that's what we imply. Sure. I did not know it was clearly defined as such. Well, I didn't know OED. someone took the time to write it down. To write it in there. That thing's great. It's the best. Uh, but why? 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 Why is Wazoo? Yeah. How did it get how to did that? It come to Wazoo. It's short, but it's interesting. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Um, it's of course a a, a phrase coined by. I mean, really, a, a, a famous musician and musical pioneer, if you will, uh, Frank Zappa and the Mothers of Invention from their 1972 work, The Grand Wazoo, <laughs> which has it just, it's fantastic. It's its like rock horn stuff. I mean, it's its like great big band rock album. I don't know. Are you familiar with The Grand Wazoo? You know, I, I, I know the Yellow Snow album yeah. and then the rest of it, I'm not so great on This is their 11th studio album. So, I mean, it's a deep into the, the history. Yeah, they're of, in the journey. Yeah, of the mothers of invention. Mm. But at the end, uh, 
of the album. There's a like a one of those tracks where you start it and then you it just you stop the tracks over, but it keeps on playing. That's like 20 minutes later, and then you hear something just pop up somewhere. The yeah. Secret tracks. Secret track. Yeah, and Frank Zappa just screams up your grand wazoo, <laughs> and from that it became uh, pretty popular with the kids listening to the Frank Zappa. So they started saying up the up your wazoo <laughs> after that. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. Uh, are you familiar with Oscar award winner Marissa Tomei, Jay? Wait, you're saying that didn't happen? No, that's not That's not the reason. The Grand Wazoo. Did he say that? No, I don't think so. Oh, I don't think it has any lyrics at all. It's just like horns and stuff. Really? I, yeah, it's, it's great. I could be wrong. There might be songs with lyrics, but the s- several of them are just, are just good tunes. Tunes <laughs> versus songs. Songs yeah. have lyrics. Right. Tunes do not. So, yeah, no, that was just me. Having a little bit of fun. Yeah. I was just, I was thinking, oh, I got to get that album. Yeah. I, w- I would recommend it to anyone who wants to listen for sure. Uh, all right. No, but that, that was a ruse. Everybody. That was a ruse. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And it caught me off guard. Yeah. Uh, but no, are you familiar with uh, Oscar award winner Marissa Tomei? I am. She was in that Vinnie movie. Well, this is what I was going to ask you. Do you know which performance earned her the Oscar? That Vinnie movie. It was the, it was, she was Lisa. From the 1992 film My Cousin Vinny, uh, which stars Joe Pesci, Ralph Macchio, and of course, the great Marissa Tomei. <laughs> it was just wonderful. Yeah. You know, it's a great, it's a good film, Fish Out of Water Story. Um, that was the last film performance of Fred Gwynn, if you didn't know that, before oh, he passed away. R.I.P. Yeah. Um, but do you know, happen to know the name of the fictional town in Alabama where the movie takes place? No chance. Okay, well, I wrote here, you guessed it. Wazoo. Yeah, you guessed it. Ha. Wazoo, Alabama. <laughs> but this is post Frank Zappa, but Frank Zappa didn't do this. No, Frank Zappa did not. I don't think he was involved in My Cousin Vinny. No, he was definitely, no. No. Uh, so during the final scenes, uh, spoilers for everybody, if you didn't know. I mean, you haven't seen it by now. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying spoilers, though. <laughs> uh, so this is where Lisa is testifying that the only car... With an independent rear suspension and positive traction. I'm sorry, that only only a car, not the only car, only a car with an independent rear suspension and positive traction could have made the tire marks in the crime scene photos, which rules out Ralph Macchio's 1964 Buick Skylark. And as she wraps up the testimony that clears Ralph Macchio, saves the day, everyone's feeling great. It's a happy ending to the movie. She yells, up your wazoo to Fred Gwynn. She yells this. She yells this. From Wazoo, Alabama. Right. Up your wazoo to Fred Gwynn, the uh, judge. So you're telling me that this is a relatively modern day word for but. What you just said is correct. Okay. (laughs) But you're not saying that it all started with Marissa. (laughs) I mean, I am saying that, yes. (laughs) Uh, But that is also not true. She didn't say that. She didn't say that. Jesus. She said it at the Oscar. It was at the Oscar. Oh, she said it. it. No, no. So, but the town was Wazoo, Alabama. The town was Wazoo, Alabama. And Frank Zappa does have an album called The Grand Wazoo. No, sure. These are all truths. Yeah. Uh, The last parts have been the the whatevers. Anyway, the ruses. (laughs) But for real, as you said, this is a relatively new uh, definition of, of a word <laughs> to mean ass. <laughs> uh, the OED dates this to 1961. 1961. Yeah. 
uh, in the California Pelican, which is a humor magazine from Berkeley, California University. Uh, on the back cover, there was a quote, run it up your old wazoo mm. from that humoristic magazine. It seems that uh, the term sort of goes mainstream, pops around in the Wall Street Journal, but 10 years later. 10 years later ni- being? 1971. Golf itself is quite safe. The greatest risk being the possibility of a long drive plunking some poor fellow in the wazoo. (laughs) I got hit with a golf ball once on a golf course. Someone had yelled four. Yeah. And it hit me right in the chest. I yelled four. Yeah. It hurt. Like, I get why they yell. Because you should look out. Oh, yeah. It hit you in the noggin. It it could knock you out. Seems like it. It It was a bruise on the chest for a while. Maybe even kill you. It depends. Uh, anyway, so 1971, <laughs> golf. 1972 is the Grand Wazoo by Frank Zappa. Uh, 1975, you know, we're, we're following along. Just kind of, you know, we're throwing it out there. We're using this wazoo. Really getting it. We like it. We like it a lot. So we have been not necessarily using it as an up. We're in the wazoo. We, we do say up the wazoo, but... In this sort of intermediate phase, it, it sort of comes to mean a lot of sometimes. In the 80s, we have, there comes a time in performing where you just do it. You can have a theory up the wazoo. You can have theory up the wazoo. Like you have training in abundance, but you have to just do it. Oh, yeah. So it means abundance, not but. Right. In that sense. It's like, I have so much, I'm calling it a wazoo. <laughs> Well, yeah, like a lot of our favorite expletives, sure, they become very versatile because we want to <laughs> use them. Just want to keep saying it. Yeah, <laughs> out the wazoo is a is a nineties. So I mean, we are now we're we're right up against uh, my cousin Vinny, nineteen ninety one. Ninety one out the wazoo. Yeah, but but still, why why are we wazooing these quantities or this this buttocks? Um, there's an article in the Columbia Journalism Review that says uh, that we don't know for sure, but that it might come from a French word for bird, which is pronounced oiseau, although it's not spelled like oiseau. It's like O-I-S-E-A-U, but pronounced oiseau. Pretty close. Yeah. Which comes through then a Louisiana Creole term, razu, for raspberry, like a sound that you make with your mouth, <laughs> but a raspberry made somewhere else from your butt. Yeah. Like a fart. <laughs> I, you could say fart. I just wanted to... <laughs> I was so... Because <laughs> that, yeah. that had me putting lips everywhere. Like, I didn't know where that was going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so possibly through a Louisiana Creole term, Razu. Another dictionary, the Castle Cassell's Dictionary of Slang, uh, suggests that it's just a variation on sort of Guzu or Kazu, which had also been around in the 60s in a similar usage. People were saying it, so it does seem plausible that it's just a kind of a slipover of Guzu. Mm. But Wikipedia said that it was a uh, slang for the butt originally derived from the uh, a, an indigenous Australian language, oh. which but it's it's like 
talking about a kangaroo's butt, and they're saying they're calling it a wazoo, although I didn't see much theories that supported that. Yeah. I mean, you know, the the Lexos, that's yes. what I'm calling them now. Nice. I like that. Uh, you know, they don't put much creed in those five language from jumping from another place. Yeah. You know, it's just like, yeah, that word's kind of like it, but where's the connection? Yeah, I think the French way could possibly be it, but it could just be fun. You know, fun like we like fun. Fun is fun. <laughs> well, yeah. And I did say it was it was a uh, eBay used it in a commercial for a Super Bowl ad. Yeah. I don't know now time, you know, was it five years ago? Was it eight years Probably ago? Probably longer than that. I don't know. Yeah. Guy had money coming out of his wazoo. He was in going into to the OR to get an operation. <clears throat> coming out the wazoo. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, buttocks. But the buttocks, the anus, as this defined in the OED. Wazoo. Wazoo. I saw a couple other theories, um, similar things, different words to translations of other languages that could link it to mean uh, a type of prayer, things like that. But they did seem sort of pretty removed from the in initial intent of the Alinsha language. So I don't believe those are correct either. Mm. Yeah. Well, wazoo, wazoo. G -U -G. Up the wazoo. Yeah. Kazoo, wazoo, that guy on the Flintstones I don't like. Guzzoo. Guzzoo. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was the sharp junk jumper for me. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where they're like, we've been on the show for, on the air for how long? What are we going to do? But let's not jump the whole nine yards, shark, Never. where nine is a number. Can't. No. Not impossible. Whole nine yards. We're timeless and never forced. <laughs> yeah. Pod. Whole nine yards pod. Yes. Where nine is a number. On uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Reddit. Send us a message. Have trouble getting through? Keep trying. Keep Operators trying. are standing by. Whole nine yards podcast. Yeah. On Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. They're back and they're, they're mad as hell. Yeah, and we look forward to hearing from you. You could email us at the address that Rebecca gives you at the end. Yeah. And everything's great. I'll be here to do more fun words and crazy phrases. Ideas for you. Hey, we can't say that. Huh. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why. I mean, he's not going to mind. I was watching a video, someone just going over the music of that show. Just such great music. I mean, great, amazing jazz piano. Oh, yeah. Just beautiful stuff. Like, just, but not, like, just, it's not, it's a, it's a children's show. And that music was written for children, but for children to appreciate how rich and wonderful music is, not to listen to children's music. Yes. It was wonderful. Right. Yeah. So it could steep you in some jazz uh, and some ideas about these other kinds of music that you might not be exposed to. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, where was that? That was just a sidebar. Yeah. <laughs> Looking for Mr. Sidebar. I'm Jay. And I'm Ray. We're, We're not, not idioms. idioms. Whole Nine Yards is written, recorded, and produced by Big Science Pods. Learn more at whole9yards.org or contact Whole Nine Yards by emailing heyyou at whole9yards.org. That's heyyou at whole9yards.org. Whole Nine Yards theme music composed by Big Science Music.